0: It is true that there's a lot of unique circumstances about the Russian diaspora, um, but just maybe pumping the brakes a tiny bit. Um, We don't want to paint an entire country with one brush. Um, There are people in Russia who are burning down offices, propaganda offices and stuff and filming it as recently as today. So, yes, there is a lot of, you know, it was sort of a jovial way the history of Russia is this happened and then it got worse. Um, And so a lot of people have adapted to keep, especially in the post-Soviet time, even in the Soviet Union, keeping the heads down because when you raise your head, that's when it gets cut off. I'm not going to justify their behavior. And there is certainly a tremendous amount of uh, belief or at least stated belief in the Russian propaganda um, by yeah. average Russian citizens. But trying to present these folks as, you know, they're total aliens. We can't associate with them. And I'm not saying you're saying that, but, you know, it's just important to measure it that we're talking about countries with ten, with hundreds of millions of people in them it's very that that's a very broad brush that we'd have to use to paint them all so just 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 as a very slightly respectful you know pushback on that
1: yes i understand that uh, of course they have been seeing uh now they have been closing down of course uh, or closing down its country to the world but uh before that they have seen uh, how the western world uh, is thinking and, of course, they have been traveling, but now it's different. So, And they can't really say anything because it's a threat to them.
2: All
3: right. Thanks for that, Nina. Um, Tomas?
2: Hey, guys. Um, my question relates to uh, we've seen a lot of these
4: sabotage attacks on the Russian mainland, assuming uh, that at least in some way uh, the Ukrainians are orchestrating these do you think it's possible that we'll see attacks on the, the pipeline infrastructure, particularly some of the uh, the gas or oil that's headed to Europe, or is there some kind of like uh, a bit of like a courtesy to the allies that the Ukrainians wouldn't attack that infrastructure? Because it seems to me that that would be uh, the softest and most available thing to hit because it's a long, long pipeline. It just seems like it's a it's an opportunity to create a lot of economic pain for Russia. I'm wondering what you guys think.
0: Well, there's speculation that's exactly what happened in Bryansk. It does take a decent bit to blow up an oil pipeline. Um, and I, my hypothesis, aside from certain things right on the border region with Ukraine, you're not seeing the potential uh, special forces teams from the Ukraine military are going in. Um, You know, yeah, some partisans can rig together some stuff and blow up a railway track. But, you know, detonating entire oil fields requires a lot of explosions. There's a lot of people there. It's very challenging, as opposed to some of these uh, airstrikes that we've seen by Ukrainian forces, which have a little more capability. Um, I certainly don't think it's off limits. Frankly, I'm sure uh, Ukraine has no problems whatsoever in uh blowing up an oil pipeline and kind of forcing uh some of the more reluctant countries i'll politely put it in europe to say hey you need to you need to stop paying russia for oil and because you didn't now we're taking the oil away but i don't know if they have that capability um certainly i, I wouldn't expect the partisans to do, unfortunately i
3: mean i mean more more to that point about uh taking the gas away uh with the uh, with the pipeline deal um that the russians were trying to cut with the poles russia threw a fit and basically cut europe uh off themselves so it's it's kind of you know like ukraine doesn't really need uh uh ukraine doesn't need to sort of throw fuel to the fire when uh russians are doing it perfectly fine just by themselves ryan
5: Uh, I don't think it would make logistical sense to uh, blow up the Friendship pipeline. I counter to language's opinion. I don't believe that the Bryansk attack was an attempt to interrupt that pipeline. If they were going to attempt to stop flow of oil through that pipeline, they would have attacked the pumping station down the road. Um, It it doesn't make um, strategic sense because... Europe is trying to do, for lack of a better term, a controlled descent or a crash landing as far as oil imports are concerned. And to immediately interrupt all of the flow of oil into Europe would cause European markets to go into a tailspin, potentially, as far as oil and gas prices are concerned, which would hamper our ability to or Europe's ability to aid Ukraine in its defense against Russia, um, that pipeline will will slowly decrease its flows over the next six to 12 months, regardless, and creating some kind of environmental disaster, uh, which wouldn't really happen. They'll just interrupt flow of the pipeline further up the stream. But back to the point, if if they wanted to take out that pipeline, they could have done it just as easily as they have some of these fuel depots. It's it doesn't make we're playing chess, not checkers. I'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that that's very good. And honestly, Ryan, thank you for uh thank you for helping with that. I I wasn't aware of the intricacies there, and I, I honestly didn't realize there was a pumping station just up the road that could have been targeted. So, thank you, seriously. Yes.
5: Yeah, so it. there's there's like a basically that uh, I think it was a Rosneft facility that led into Bryansk was a transloading station where they can divert flow out of that pipeline to uh, a place where they load that crude or other product, whatever's coming through the line, onto trains, and then they can move it up into Russia or into other places like Belarus, uh, Poland, whatever. Um, That pumping station is actually on the trunk line, and it's sitting right outside of Bryansk, about 10 or 15 miles. You can find it on the Internet real easy. Um, But I suspect it's probably heavily... Defended and monitored, and it's a smaller footprint than a giant above-ground floating roof tank that's filled with flammable hydrocarbons. Um, you're trying to hit a pump or take out a, a valve that's a giant heavy piece of metal versus a big thin-walled beer can that's full of jet fuel potentially.
6: All right, thank you. Go ahead, John
3: Yeah, I was. I was just going to pass over to uh, Doctor Nefario
6: hey hello everybody uh thanks to language thanks to imperium um i just saw i sent a language a leak some information i found i'm uh, i'm cuban i'm from south america and uh the the like information has been like we've been getting a lot of like trolls and uh, fake news everywhere and it's uh people actually believe in it because people it, they're not close to what's really happening in ukraine right now so a lot of people are buying all this uh, misinformation and trolling uh I send your language uh, a link of uh, what I found, and I've been like dealing with these guys for like months, arguing back and forth to them, and uh, yeah, just keep keep fighting. And thanks, thanks for all the support. Ah, uh, one more thing, uh, I was wondering where's for Lynn. I haven't heard I was I haven't heard from her in a while. Is she still on the side? Is she still comes around once in a while. Thank you so yep, much, yep. and uh, have a good day.
0: Yeah, yeah. gracias por ustedes. S- Lamentable, hay mucha desinformación en Centroamérica y especialmente en el Caribe. Qué bueno saber de ti, mi hermano. Uh, especialmente es próxima de Cuba y en otros lugares. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of disinformation. Uh, yo he gustado la oportunidad de hablar poquito de español aquí, especialmente porque están más personas de Rusia. But there's a lot of uh, disinformation in Central and South America. This is going to sound very derogatory and very shitty, and I apologize. It's a lot cheaper to buy disinformation, and uh, people who live in poverty or in less than ideal conditions will be more vulnerable to it than those who live in a place where they can have uh, consistent access to all different kinds of information. We have seen this utilized in some of the poorer areas of Africa, poor areas of Asia. It also includes some areas that may not be as economically prosperous in this in Central and South America. There's also a lot of political things there and uh, nationalism that can get played off of one another, but yeah. Now, if you have any, if anybody has more information, especially in the Caribbean, um, then do let me know. I'm always happy to read some Spanish language news these days as opposed to Russian or Ukrainian language news. Um, but yeah, gracias por ustedes,
6: Muchas gracias, language. Uh, also, I want to add to uh, we we've been following these guys like a few of are uh, like guys that we get together and we'll be talking about it and we are, are like we're like almost eighty percent convinced that most of this uh misinformation is coming out of uh Venezuela with a minimum wage there became at uh, three dollars a month and that's what the these trolls are getting paid three dollars a month to create uh misinformation in the red thank you. Thank you guys have a good day. You well. all right
3: thanks for that. Uh Nikolaus.
5: Yeah thanks for having me. Um my question regarding the airspace violation in, I guess it was Finland or something like that, where they uh, traveled with their uh, reconnaissance, pl-
7: reconnaissance planes, no, I don't get this word, never mind,
5: um, into the Finnish airspace, and they uh, didn't shoot them down, but uh, rather guided them back to Russia, um, my question is, if Finland would be in the NATO or when Finland will be in the NATO, will they shoot the planes down or
0: is this right now better to avoid um, getting NATO sucked into the war? Yeah, thanks. I don't think anybody's shooting down Russian planes whether they're NATO or not, aside from Ukraine at this point. That's an escalatory pathway that's not really in anybody's best interest, unfortunately. But it's interesting to speculate on what would happen if Finland said, hey, the next plane that comes over here, we're shooting it down. i I don't think you're going to have, have that happen. Um, you might see more air scrambled and them pushing planes around, but I don't think you're going to see any force-on-force force contact, especially by Finland at this point.
5: Testing perimeter defenses is a pretty common military practice as well. I mean, that's nothing new. Uh, that's been happening for decades, and we scrambled jets to escort their surveillance aircraft and they scramble jets to escort rp 3 orion aircraft so that's just tit for tat regular military operations
8: donnie yeah i just wanted to um reiterate what language said about um it's it's really easy to not see the humanity in the russian people right now but as someone whose parents came from um ex-soviet satellite states um you know we've had some time to deprogram ourselves they haven't. They, it's literally it's changed its name but it's it's the exact same Soviet state that it was, just a little bit smaller. Um, so you know, when the only options are obey or to end or take the bribe and you know or pay the bribe, and put your head down, you do it because you know your life is more important than than you know um, uh, becoming a rebel and, and uh, destroying your life. And um I just wanted to send a personal note, language. I'm happy that you're back and uh, I was on a couple nights ago when you things got a little squirrely and uh you know, you're doing great and uh thank you for all you do. Uh,
0: that's very kind. Unfortunately I have I'm just a guy, I have my own faults as much as other people and sometimes uh, you know, I can be unprofessional and talk about them in public and I can get a little aggravated. So I apologize you had to be around for that. But uh um, no, no, I, 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 like, I understood where it came from. All right. Um So, uh, yeah, everybody's listening here. Most of us are sitting on our hands. There's about 500 of us. Y'all could use something to do. There are reports coming out that the um, Russian Grigorovich Class 3 was hit by a Ukrainian Neptune, specifically the Admiral Makarov. Um, I will take a look at some of the Russian naval traffic comms. Sorry, mouthful. But if you guys want to take a look, that is the Admiral Makarov, M-A-K-A-R-O-V, this is not the first time we've heard unsourced reports of Russian ships being hit. But um, let's see if we can keep an eye on this one, maybe. If you guys have any credible information on it, please do send that to me or come on up or send it to Imperius or one of the other co-hosts. It would be hysterical. And just as much as I was talking about, you know, the sanctity of not paying people with a big brush, I don't really give a shit about the Russian Navy. I'd like to see them all, you know, go under the sea. So if you have more information on the Admiral Makarov, And if you want to take a look for that, English, Russian, Mandarin, Ukrainian, I don't care. If you have more information on that, please send it up. And if you have something that says it's not the case, then, uh, you know, also that can be cool, too. I'll be a little more disappointed there, but it's important to get the information right. And then we've got 90 more minutes till we have our vaunted guests and co-hosts. We'll have Yehuda, Walter, Ina. Um, We'll also be joined by several military or former military uh, leaders including uh, Alexander Vinner, lieutenant colonel, um, Major uh, Kraus, I believe it is, from Canadian Armed Forces, and Colonel John Spencer from the United States. So the more of that, the better. But in the meantime, let's, um, yeah, let's take a look and see if we have anyone. Oh, Finally, We've got Oscar domesticated and Luis. Uh, first to you, ma'am. It's a pleasure to see you here. I'm glad you're doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances.
9: Hi, Oya. How are you doing? How
10: is uh how is Odessa holding? Uh yeah, hi. Um well it's it's okay. Um almost the entire day was sirenless and uh um well it's it's a pattern now between like uh, six thirty and eight PM there is always an air raid alert. Uh but I just wanted to add a comment about this frigate. and um well maybe Walter you've heard that too uh in Poplava. Uh, that uh, from the Ukrainian side, it's still unconfirmed reports and uh, people who may be aware of that um, are very, very cautious about, well, they're very careful about confirming anything and they are skeptical for now. So that's that's something you could get from Ukrainian side. But I know that the report came from the president's advisor and um, well, sometimes he's too optimistic, let's say.
3: I've got a question uh, from the DMS here. Uh, has there been any helicopter-on-helicopter uh, combat in the war so far?
0: I haven't seen anything. Um, for, I mean, it's possible it happened, but yeah, people, I mean, they wouldn't be able to get in a good video because they'd be shooting missiles at each other from quite a long distance away.
3: Yeah, I mean and you know given what uh we've seen of the Russian helicopters sort of playing as MLRS with their dumb fire rockets and even for that matter largely using dumb fire rockets as their main munition. Um I I don't expect any of that. Um Luis, uh you've been waiting for a while I think and we've had some issues getting you up here. <sighs>
11: Yeah, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to add my my two cents to the discussion that we that you had a few minutes ago because of the pipelines. Uh, I, I live in Germany, and uh, the main pipeline that is uh, pumping gas from Russia to Germany and I think also UK is uh, through the Nazi. So uh, Ukraine could not. Uh, yeah, blow the pipeline up and and cut uh, cut the delivery. I think the only two pipelines that go through U- uh, Ukraine is the Brotherhood pipeline and the, the name of the other one I, I can recall now. But they, I think, they are minimal used at the moment, so it would not uh, bring so much to uh, to cut them off. Um, Yeah, that's uh, what I wanted to say. And I have one question more to um, language learner. Um, I've read a tweet from Arrestovich, the presidential advisor to Zelensky, uh, that he uh, tweeted that um, the Russian army is changing tactics now strategically. They are uh, attacking in waves. Uh, because they think in these in in this tactic they will destroy more e- equipment uh, that uh, Europe is and U S is delivering to Ukraine. Um, do you think that uh, that would be the cause for this strategic
0: change? I haven't seen. Aristovich knows more than I ever will. He's also a little more optimistic than I am, and. Um... I haven't seen evidence of human wave attacks by any stretch here. Um, That's, I haven't seen that. Um, Are they trying to attack things in the Western side of Ukraine to inhibit the movement of supplies and material? That's verifiably true. But as far as something like a scene from Enemy at the Gates, I just haven't seen it. Um, What I have seen is a lot of guys who are incompetent, who are brought to the front lines and essentially said, hey, go, good luck, and they get killed very quickly but that's a little different than you know, just masses of people trying to run down the street. That that hasn't worked since World War One. So I, I don't think the Russians are... It doesn't make sense to do that now.
11: Yeah, that that uh, was uh, the same thing you, you were saying. Um, everyone was waiting for the mass attack on the Donbass area. Uh, that didn't happen, and now they know that um, they are going forward and going backwards and going forward again because they want to destroy as many uh heavy weapons that we are delivering um as possible um so that would um i think that would change a little bit um, the war and prolong it
0: a little bit more don't you think it's it's possible i mean we will have to wait and see i believe that there this is the main Russian offensive. It's ongoing now. There really shouldn't be tremendous questions about, oh, is this a softening operation? Not saying you're saying that, but what we have seen is that they expected far greater advances by this point than they had before or that they were able to accomplish before. Um, so as a result, it's, uh, they're, they're not too happy, and they're trying everything they possibly can in order to gain territory, but so far they've been resoundingly ineffective whenever ukraine does set up a pretty you know static defense otherwise they just get absorbed by the ukrainians and then killed
3: yeah i've i've been seeing a lot of reports um along the lines of uh russian sort of either special forces or forward recon teams basically refusing uh to go out and sort of scout forward um and that's that sort of like they're they're not they don't want to go out because they're gonna suffer you know ridiculous casualties, so that means like the the column has to drive down a highway that's that that hasn't been properly secured, which means you know there's there's fifty very happy t d f guys with with uh a t fours and and all the nice rockets we've been sending them hiding waiting for them so
11: yeah uh colby uh, just, just one thing more uh, Imperius if I, if I may language yeah. tu hablas español la próxima vez vamos a hablar español es muy más fácil para mí
0: gracias gracias por ustedes si sí, no yo tenía familia en un lugar que hablar español so soy tan blanquito es tan verdad pero tiempo para venganza de gringo mi amigo
11: <laughs> gracias amigo adiós si sí, si sí. Colby
12: oh thanks Imperius uh, radio check Liam Charlie Perfect, thanks. I'm just out running some errands. Um, just on the topic of the uh, the helicopters, I haven't seen any air-to-air uh, air, air engagements either, so I'm very interested if any of the members of the audience have seen that, please do send it to us. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys if you had seen the video yesterday of the uh, Ka-27 Helix flying over land with uh, two Russian Army helicopters.
0: Yes, was that one over reportedly in the area of Izium or near Belgorod?
12: No, it was uh further to the southeast. I think it was over occupied Donetsk. here. I'll throw a tweet up in the uh nest.
0: Okay, I might be having that confused. Is that the one where the helicopter kinda comes real close into frame and then bangs out to the side? I'll just watch the video. Sorry.
12: It was in Kurovsk. I just le- uh linked uh, my tweet and it's uh quote quoting the quote treating the video. Um so it was a it was a helix and then there was a I think it was a hip and uh a hind as well or Maybe it was a Havoc. I think it was, a, yeah, it was a Havoc and a HIP, I think, along with the Helix. And it's just significant because the, the Helix is a Russian Navy helicopter. They only operate off of naval ships usually. And this was recorded over 100 kilometers um, from the Sea of Azov, you know, deep in, in land territory to see Russian Navy operating with Russian uh, Air Force rotary wings, not something that I've seen uh, during the whole war. Um, so somebody uh, replied to me with an interesting theory uh the moskva would have had most likely uh a helix helicopter on it and i, I believe there were reports that it, it had gotten away and it didn't go down with the ship although maybe i'm incorrect about that so th- that might be the explanation why we're seeing this russian maybe helicopter so far away is that this is a helicopter from the moskva and it's been just uh you know put into service uh with the russian army now operating over land
0: we do know there's been other elements of the russian um far east fleets and the russian northern fleets that have been sent down it's possible that it could be one of their helicopters too but um it'd be pretty funny if it was the last helicopter from the mosque but still batting around
12: yeah and in the video it wasn't even clear whether it was armed with anything or not so just uh interesting to see what what it was up to um it looked like it was uh, i did a kind of a cursory geolocation and it seemed like it was coming back towards russian lines away from the front so presumably the three of them we're conducting some sort of mission over uh, Ukrainian airspace and we're returning somewhere to base in occupied Donetsk?
0: I'm not familiar whatsoever with the capabilities of that helicopter. Could it be used for uh, transportation as well? Could it be used for some kind of airdrop? Yeah. we've heard, Okay. We've heard reports of that from a Canadian-Ukraine volunteer. Sometimes he can be a little more dubious in what he says, but he alleges that there was an uh, attempt south of Krivi to land about 10 helicopters with a VDV, and at least two of those were uh, downed and destroyed. So that could have been part of where it was, depending on the time that everything lines up.
12: Yeah, the uh, the standard model, standard model 27, uh, just carries, um, I think, torpedoes, anti-shipping uh, weapons, obviously, because it's a naval helicopter, so it's used for uh, reconnaissance and uh, anti-surface uh, warfare, uh, search and rescue, but there is a... Um, Another variant, which is k a twenty nine I think which is uh both uh, combined gunship and transport i believe um but as I said, the video is not super clear, so I couldn't really make out whether it had any uh the hard points, had any rocket pods or anything on it, but certainly it is capable of fulfilling that role as a um gunship transport like the hind is
8: Donnie? um yeah um so just just a question about housekeeping uh for later um I sent a question um uh, to Walter Report. Are you guys going to be bringing people up, or are you just going to be reading questions to avoid uh, trolls, number one? And number two, have you guys seen the images of the A-10s hopscotching their way to um, Germany, I guess, and then do, then being deployed to uh, Latvia? Could that be possibly Latvia giving Ukraine SU-25s in exchange? Do yeah. Latvia have SU-25s? Yeah. Cool, cool. So, as for uh, later today, are you are you letting people up, or you're just you're just reading questions?
9: So mostly it's going to be uh, the first part and uh, the longest. No, part I, I wouldn't read we'll too much into it. Yes. That's
12: what I said when I saw the video as well. Um, did they confirm the final destination for Latvia? I just saw that they were going to Germany. I just assumed they're you know reinforcing uh, existing NATO forces. Yeah, I, I think, think they're going to Ukraine, but like something to watch for, I guess.
9: Yeah, I think, I think the, I, all I heard Regarding like, the questions, again, regarding the questions, we're gonna... Um, first of all, the first part will be with John Spencer, make a key, uh and uh, Mr. Juru, Colonel Juru, who will be asking questions to Colonel Lindman and uh, our Joe, our Yehuda. And then probably, if there is time, we'll open panel to, to additional questions.
8: Yeah, with all those military minds, it's going to be a full hour or however long we have with them. So super excited.
0: So it's probably a good idea for a little more housekeeping. Um, In case you haven't heard, in about an hour, 20 minutes, we're going to have a number of uh, subject matter experts, including Major Jaroop of the Canadian Armed Forces, um, Colonel Spencer of the United States Armed Forces, as well as uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vidman. Uh, formerly of the United States Armed forces and who has extensive experience um, regarding Ukraine plus another number of subject matter experts such as Yehuda such as Walter such as other folks in region um, please tune in uh, the best way to share this information with people I'm sure it'll be very informative it's gonna be a lot better than anything you find on a you know a talk show these days um, that little button in the lower right hand corner share retweet the space doesn't need to be anything fancy just say hey at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you're going to want to tune in. And maybe a couple of your friends do. And if you miss it, that's cool, too. We forgive you. Um, You can access the recording from the Walter Report account. That's the one in the top left corner, the yellow and blue with the WR on it. I'd recommend you give that account a follow. That way you always know when we're up and running. And it will also let you access recordings um, at least 30 days into the future. Um, Beyond that, uh, there are some other ways where they can be saved. But, yes, I see we have a bunch of hands on Nina uh,
1: yes somebody mentioned the the uh violation of our uh, airspace in Finland uh, the russian helicopter uh it was uh, mi 17 what i read and it's uh it was about 4 kilometers inside uh our border and uh, they didn't give a lot of uh, information about that and uh, i think that uh intentional that they are not talking a lot about it yeah i just wanted to comment that uh, the russian helicopter which came today
0: oh was this the same one we were talking about before or is it possibly uh something else it's the same okay well that's that's good to know um thank you it's it's always important we do a lot of people here from around the world um and i certainly won't pretend to be more of an expert on things happening in finland than a finnish person so um, especially this pop up, it's always worthwhile. If you have on-the-ground information or on-the-ground knowledge, let us know. We'd love to hear. It.
1: Yes, uh, I, I be- think you. I, sorry.
3: Uh, please go ahead.
1: Uh, I think uh, Juha has something to say about this uh, because he has al- also.
3: Uh, yeah, I was, I was just. Maybe he has more information mention.
1: than I have.
7: Juha, you have the mic. Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> I don't have any any <laughs> breaking information regarding that, but basically. As previously, someone said that it's a normal operation procedure, that they are just like testing our ability to monitor our borders and our reactions and so on. And normally, uh, someone asked whether we we should shoot them down. No, we don't. The normal procedure is that they they are uh, being, uh, well, escorted. And should they not uh, make any effort to return to their own country but would start deviating towards the Finnish uh, area then then I think that the next next step would be to fire some warning shots in front of their their plane and uh, but it's it would really be a major escalation already even if uh, they, there would be no attempt to actually shoot them down and uh, this is uh, I don't know I wouldn't pull it too high on the on the panic scale. We are used to that. So the, the Russians regularly just violate our airspace just in order to check if we are still alert. And uh, normal procedure is that they, uh, both sides take pictures and uh, identify the plane and look what kind of ammunition they have on board and externally at least and so on. And then they report that and Finland uh, hands in a complaint and that should be investigated and it's like uh, it's it's a game. There's also from Finnish Air Force in YouTube somewhere uh, a video where they have intercepted the the radio uh, um, traffic between uh, the some Russian planes which are uh, violating the Finnish airspace. It's Russian, obviously, <laughs> and but there's uh, English translation. Or was it Finnish translation? I, I'm not quite sure, but anyway, the the Finnish Air Force has published some videos about about this regarding these normal interceptions which they make, like whenever needed. Thanks.
9: So right, that was me kind of fingering it I'm, uh, I'm driving right now.
0: I don't have anything to add. I haven't seen if we've got any more confirmation or anything regarding the um, Admiral Makarov.
3: Uh, not not just yet, but I'm trying to. Look into it.
0: Yeah, right. The more people, the better. The better. Sorry. Uh, the more people, the better um, that we have looking at these things because, hey, you know, this is a... Communication's a two-way street and we certainly won't profess to know everything. Um, a lot of the information I get personally is from, you know, call it PBS because it's from viewers just like you guys. Uh, you send me stuff that I don't know that I probably never would have seen otherwise. Um, so, yeah, you know, don't don't feel shy. Please, believe me, you don't need to have a Special stamp or anything to share information here. This is as open as uh, we're about to get. Oh, bloke, feather, claw. Um, language, any more questions about routine probing ops and I can answer? Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to specify the second part of that statement, where you worked or not. But, uh, yeah, if there's any more questions about routine deconfliction regarding aircraft, um, then perhaps we have somebody in the audience who can answer. All right. The report is coming in that at 943 on May 5th, local Ukrainian time, which would have been just about noon. So several hours ago, um, noon, 1240. Uh, no, sorry. It would have been 243, um, on the East coast. I was thinking West coast time, um, 243 on the West, on the East coast. You is when they say that this ship was hit and possibly sunk. So at least we're starting to get some figures, some details still very much, uh, unverified. Hopefully we'll be able to get wings and rockets in here for a nice little marathon explanation on how these guys screwed up too. Uh, I found the last one incredibly informative and honestly a uh, great fun to listen to. All right. Um, beyond that, let's see. It's, uh, there are a few more messages. It's, uh, don't, don't tweet and drive, kids. So, um... A video of a guy torturing captured Ukrainian. Yeah, the, I've seen that one. Um, there's a lot of them. I'm not going to be nearly good enough to tell you what unit that guy's from or where they are. There's people who specialize in that sort of thing that are going to be far more effective than I. Um, I also try not to publicize, you know, the Russian, you know, torture porn, if you will, of uh, prisoners and civilians. It's uh, my blood pressure is high enough already. Uh,
3: and on that note, uh, the major jo- has jo- Major John Spencer has joined us.
4: Hey, thanks, Imperial. I actually had a question. Uh, I heard something about a ship being hit. I've been off the net for a few hours. Is is this something new?
0: Uh, The report is that the Admiral Makarov, a frigate of the Russian Black Sea fleet, was hit by Neptune anti-ship cruise missiles at 9.43 p.m. Ukraine time, uh, which would have been about 12.43 your time, and as a result has been sunk. We are awaiting more information. Um, frankly, I haven't been tracking that ship. I can't tell you where it was or where it should have been. But uh, if this does become verified, then that will be another huge uh, win, even just for propaganda purposes for the uh, Ukrainian forces. Nice.
4: What about anything uh, in the last few hours about Mariupol before, you know, basically darkness hit? Uh, they were shelling it pretty heavily.
0: They've managed to launch a th- third day of offensives. I don't believe uh, the evacuation quarters were honored by Russian forces today, and subsequently um, there's been some pitched urban fighting in the northeast of the plant. As I understand from the topography, the plant itself is mostly flat, but there's a hill that's about 100 feet high um, just across you know, the highway from it to the east, and Russian forces have been shelling from there and did enter into some of the underground passageways, but uh, they've done that over the past few days, and they were rebuffed. Um, there's some videos of Ukrainian troops singing in the darkness.
3: I, I saw some unconfirmed reports that the Russians did that uh, with the assist, were only able to sort of mount their attacks over the last couple of days uh, into the facility with the help of insiders. Um, so if those people have sort of revealed their hands, um, hopefully they they won't be a problem going forward.
4: Right. Yeah, I, heard, I heard that too, and I saw the video, the singing. Um, I heard that report about possibly inside information, but again it, for me it doesn't weaken the position, doesn't matter if you know where all the interest is it's still going to be extremely difficult to enter
0: It's still only one way in and it's a bunch of dark tunnels with guys waiting to kill you, so, you know
13: Yeah Tim? Uh, hi there, I was just looking at this uh, Russian frigate, obviously it's all totally unconfirmed at the moment uh, but it is uh, one that carries caliber missiles, so it will have been uh, one of the ones that's been shooting some of these cruise missiles into uh, Ukraine. Uh, just on uh, NATO air activity at the moment, the um, Sentry AWACS uh, has been on station over Constantinople for nearly 10 hours, which is a really long mission. Um, it's definitely refueled once, and there's now an RAF tanker up um, right next to it, on a tow line right next to it. So they're obviously keeping it up for some reason. Um, there was a global hawk got airborne this morning. We were looking at it on flight radar and then it disappeared all day and it came back on line about half past nine on flight radar and landed back in Sicily. Um, so there's definitely been something going on um, today. Um, it's int- I've ne- never seen the AWACS sentry on uh, station over Constantin this late at night. As I say, it's been up for about 10 hours now. Um, so there is possibly something afoot. but We'll have to obviously wait and see.
0: There's a a number of Ukrainian jokes about that on the Twitter sphere of, um, you know, it's essentially playing battleship against an enemy when you have an AWACS craft overhead, just kind of cheating. So hopefully, I mean, we're pulling together a lot of data points. It is important to know that in rapidly developing situations with little amounts of information, you get two options. Either we can sit here and endlessly speculate on things, which would be kind of unprofessional, or we can just say, Hey, we don't have more information. Um, or we could talk about the same thing for 30 minutes and continue to speculate on it. But, uh, yeah, if we get more information, things like that, the fact that we have an a- apparently an AWACS craft on station outside of regular uh, operating times or that we're getting more and more sources of things, whether it's firms, imagery, or what have you, then that's good. But um, I see we also have a couple of hands up from Ilya to you.
2: Um, hello, everyone. I'm from Kiev. Um, and... Uh, I have a uh, very sad news uh, that a psychologist of uh, Azov Battalion was killed today. Uh, so that's bad, I guess, because they, they won't have uh, psych- psychological uh, help there. And I guess they need it so much. Uh, and uh, Ukrainian inside joke. Uh, there's a Russell Terrier that's called Catridge. Maybe you heard him. Uh, it's a very small dog and he works as a sapper. He looks for uh, mines and uh, undetonated uh, shells. And my dad, uh, he's an artist. He's a painter. And uh, today <laughs> he he painted one of uh, I guess three uh, paintings. Uh, you can check my profile uh, like retweet. Um, it, it says uh, uh Dog uh, uh cartridge and uh, Ruska Barzaya, Russian barzaya. <laughs> and and my dad said that he laughed that uh, that the paintbrush just trembled when he painted their faces.
0: Um that's it. Uh, <laughs> All right. If there's any other regions of interest or specific focus that people would like information on, um, especially in advance of the main event, then uh, please either come on up, you can click that button in the lower left-hand corner, uh, you know, raise your hand, give us a give us a bit of a talking to, or you can shoot a pri- private message to Imperius, to the Walls Report, to myself if necessary, and we'll get to them in the order they received. Okay. Um. Let's see. I think we have some. Uh, Questions from the audience as well. So let's take a look at those, shall we? Um, Not seeing a tremendous amount on Russian naval net, at least not in the last little bit. Um, Last time when the Moscow was sunk, we saw tremendous radioactivity. Not as much of that this time. But in the meantime, ooh, a lot of things. Um, The name of the vessel nominally would be the Admiral Makarov. That's M-A-K-A-R-O-V. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, and then there's statements that Putin wants to finish off as all saw by May 9th and present as a victory. That's why they've been hitting the plan for the third day in a row without regard for uh, really their own forces casualties because it's, it's a terrible endeavor to be a part of or for the civilians that are still there. And that was reported by uh, Um Oh, from Starkey, there was a P-8 out there this morning, I imagine it means over uh, in the vicinity of the Black Sea, and a Canadian maritime surveillance plane. All right. um, and then from Misfit, there's a possible airbase hit in Melitopol, a news update? That'd be interesting. One of the It's been hit before, at least once. Um, one of the few air bases that Russia has in a territory that's completely under their control, and so far has been relatively functional as an airbase is one I want to say it's just north of the city of Melitopol. Um If Ukrainian forces are able to conduct deep enough strikes to hit that, that would be fantastic. But I haven't seen that uh, pop up on my feed. Up to you, Tim.
13: Uh, yeah, the P-8 came back to the same base as that uh, Global Hawk uh, that I mentioned about 45 minutes before it uh, from the same area. Um, again, uh, it was one that popped up, went to theatre, disappeared all day, Thing came back again. Um, I was going to say something else, sorry, but it's late at night here in the UK and my brain's hurting now. Um, but yeah, the the P8 thing I can back that up and say that came back about 45 minutes before the global hawk that I mentioned.
0: I we're definitely looking at something out there, or at least looking for something.
13: Um, <clears throat> yeah, sorry, I'll just remember the other thing the the Canadian Aurora, um, that was operating between um. Sicily and Cagliari, uh, and that, that that was nothing. I don't think that was anything to do with. It was nowhere near the Black Sea. Uh, I think it's most likely, um, perhaps looking at some Russian units in the Mediterranean. Um, but I wouldn't personally tie that uh, the Canadian Aurora to the Admiral uh, Makarov. Completely different part of the world.
0: Right, and uh, we have to put the bad signal out. You kind of distinguished yourself uh, with exemplary. The last time a Russian ship got sunk. And so people are clamoring to hear your thoughts on this one too, because hey, every time you talk about this, another Russian ship sinks below the seas. So you know, call it superstition, but the the people would like to hear from you, sir. I know he's also uh somewhere in on European time,
13: so yeah. And then from uh, Fargo, yeah, go
0: yeah.
13: Ahead. yeah, Wing Wings is asleep. Uh, was DM I was DMing him earlier. He works shifts like I do. um It's about 11 o'clock here in the UK. Uh, He's got to get up for work at 4 o'clock, so he's asleep right now. Um, I'm going to have to go off and get some sleep soon myself. Um, But obviously it's all unconfirmed at the moment until we get some hard evidence. It's all just rumour, hearsay, speculation, fingers crossed. Here's hoping. Um, So we should just sit tight until we get some um, confirmation. But as I say, there's definitely been a a lot of um, NATO... Um, surveillance intelligence gathering effort going on uh, over the black sea and on ukraine's borders um the last couple of days or so um we've been commenting um, wings myself oh since that basically they've had everything up uh, that you could imagine so something's been going on but as i say we have to wait until we get some sort of confirmation
0: absolutely um it's a, the biggest difference is uh right now i'm not seeing the mass amount of radio traffic especially if this would have been now three or four hours ago unless it went down immediately and even the last the MOSFA that got hit pretty hard and started to go down quickly you saw a lot of naval traffic you saw a lot of radio we're not seeing that yet so you know say it before say it again extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence we don't have that yet we just have a lot of incidental evidence um question from Hirsch Puri um, regarding this Azov stall. So uh, Colonel Spencer is probably the best person to talk on the specifics of, you know, close-in underground subterranean fighting. But um, to summarize, it sucks, uh, especially when the enemy's waiting for you. Um, you're talking about going into essentially a six-story, in some places, apartment building underground with concrete in the dark against a bunch of people at this point are ideologically motivated to kill you and not surrender um, and that you can't really shell out of there, which has been the Russian uh, plan of attack for most of their other urban combat, which is just flatten the area with artillery. You can't do that when they're 40 feet underground. There's some videos circulating uh, from TikTok and otherwise showing what it looks like. And it's, it's not a place you'd want to be fighting, um, especially in the dark uh, for a variety of reasons. But the, the situation continues to be fluid. There's reports so of, on the low end, 200 civilians are still there, on the high end, 600, um, about an equivalent number of uh, combat casualties among the armed forces of Ukraine, and they're, uh, they're in a pretty rough spot. The good news is, though, that um, while, I, and there's something where I was wrong as well, uh, while the commander of the 36 Marines who was there was killed and the, the Russians prayed around his body for a couple days, uh, two, three weeks ago, The head of the Azov Regiment, um, he is still alive. He posted a video uh, earlier today, um, American time. So there is still command and control there. Uh, It hasn't been fractured um, to the nth degree. And there's obviously people still fighting. It continues to be a tragic, terrible situation. They're in a very defensible position. The question is, how long can they last? I don't have the answer for that. Imperius, are you still there? Right, we might be having some slight technical difficulties. I apologize. I'm I'm not a co-host. I can't bring you up. Um, but we should be able to get Imperius back. Or Walter, are you there?
9: Yeah, I'm here. Is Imperius with us? One second. I'm going to bring a couple of requests in. Sorry for that. I'm driving home.
0: When the NASDAQ went down like six points in the U.S. So um, you know, keep an eye on your retirement bonds, I guess. <laughs> hey, language.
4: Hello, to- sir. you want me to speak to Azov and the difficulty of tunnel finding? Yeah, please, please. So, yeah, I mean, if somebody doesn't know that the difficulty of operating underground, right? So most military equipment doesn't work underground. Even night vision goggles require some form of ambient light to use. Now, you can use IR, which is basically shoots a light out from the, the night vision device. That, that does allow you to see a little bit better. But in the underground... Uh, you, you can't fire your weapons. If you fire your weapons, it, 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 you're not wearing the right gear, which I, I know for a fact the Russians don't have. It actually can blow your eardrums, cause you to get a concussion. Um, if you're defending ur- tunnels, you don't need a lot of soldiers. You don't need hundreds of soldiers because you can just think about it. It's one t- tunnel entrance, one weapon, no matter what they send down, can be shot at. From a little very far away, um, and it's very hard to get one person out because the 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 bullets actually travel down down a concrete uh, tunnel, and these are deep. So um, to enter these tunnels would just be—I mean—it would just almost impossible. the, The equipment that you need to operate underground, from breathing to Deconstructing uh, obstacles, you know what we call breaching the the kit that you need. Um, robotics don't work because unless they're specifically designed designed for underground. You can't communicate with each other. So you can't coordinate actions. I mean, it's it's literally more analogous to operating, you know, like underwater than it is basically just fighting with infantry soldiers that know how to fight on on the ground and throwing them underground. It just doesn't. Not, that's not the way it works. So. There, there's so much more fight left than the Azov, even with the even if the factory was taken on top and there were just it was just covered, although they only have two BTGs just just to be clear since they sent most of them north, uh, I think somebody lied to them on what it would take and how much time it would take to clear because to be honest if they even if they occupy every space of the Azov, which they don't um and, and then we're able just to walk around supposedly freely on top. I mean, it would take extraordinary measures, and I'm not going to tell tell them what they are. But militaries, very few actually train to enter tunnels to clear them. Uh, some train to identify them, map them, and what we call neutralize or destroy them. But even in this situation, that would be extremely difficult. But like like Langer said, they go six feet under, so um, you know th- there is so much more fight there, and I think that they're going to. I do think they're pressing for this May 9th, clearly, as they they increase their assaults, they increase their bombings. Uh, they're not going to own Maripool by May 9th, in my opinion. I think, not at news, at least.
3: I think we can try uh, Craig again and see if uh, his connection is any sta- is any more stable for him to give us uh, his updates.
4: No, Well, I actually just wanted to ask Colonel Spencer uh, an, an inverted question, if I could. Uh, I kind of complained at the front desk about the Internet, and they said they restarted the router, so hopefully the Hilton will up their game. Um, I wanted to ask you, we talk about the motivation of what it takes for Azov to hold out. Talk to me about, if you could, or tell us, if you could, about the motivation that it takes to actually go in there. Because a lot of the questions that we've gotten are about American troops going to Vietnamese tunnels and the motivation that it takes. What kind of, what kind of motivation does it take to to assault one of these, not just to defend? Yeah, so I think it's – no, that's a great question. And right. So the American military in, in places like Coo Chi um, and, and operating in tunnels – um, the development of what's called tunnel rats, which were really actually small people with the courage. So the way we fight in the military, and the way you have with the confidence, the will, the ability to move forward, is all about fighting with a group, right? Fighting to a personal left, and of course there's anomalies. And in a tunnel, you need a guy who's proven himself to not be claustrophobic, to be able to operate alone. And there's, I think, some people put some some pictures on my thread with the you know, a handgun and a flashlight. One, that those tunnels were in, in in Vietnam, to be clear. And some of them were multi-level and ha- even had hospitals underground and all that stuff. They're different than this. Uh, to, but there. it's not just a will. I mean, you have to be able to, you get vertigo. I mean, that, so as we train for this and we have trained for this, you'll find really quickly, like your most courageous, biggest, the guy you think is going to do it, you stick him underground, uh, he can get vertigo and, and basically can't tell... Uh, the direction he's going or loses semblance of time. Um, It's crazy. So when you throw people underground, it it, it does crazy things to to humans physiology. Uh, So then you add the stresses of actually there's somebody down there trying to kill you. I mean, it's incredible. That's why, I mean, I personally think, I mean, it's just going to go so badly if they think that they're going to throw Russian forces underground to get, to pry the 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 underground defenders out i mean it's there, there's been his very few historical examples of that without using and i don't want to go there but you're basically extreme war crimes
9: yeah and not to mention the dust which essentially negates the visibility to zero apparently according to my understanding in these two tunnels
2: right 30- Oops,